The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon to everybody out there on ACB Communities. I'm Eric Damry. I'm the Vice President of Software Product Management with Vispero. And today we're going to be talking about JAWS. This will actually also be talking about Fusion if somebody's using our Fusion product because Fusion includes uh, JAWS as its screen reading and speech and sounds output uh, device. So anything that I show you today on the JAWS side, you should be able to do whether you're using JAWS or Fusion. And the topic really for the day is sounds and specifically sounds within JAWS, either that we've put in or that you might want to uh, try and incorporate into your screen reading use. Um, this is something we've been doing for a number of years. We don't generally uh, put forth sounds by default although we have in a few places, and I'll point those out today as we go over a few things. Um, but I think sounds are an important part of screen reading. So once you've got a handle on how to do uh, all the basics, the idea with sounds is it's going to speed up your efficiency. There's a lot of information that's being provided to you uh, through your screen reader. And if you have to listen to each bit of that information as a spoken word, uh, it can it comes to you in, and think about it like this: it comes to you as a serial um, communication. So you can only get so much information up front. You have to wait to hear the rest of it as the screen reader talks. Uh, whereas if you incorporate sounds, not only can it be speaking, but a sound could be playing simultaneously in the background to indicate some other piece of information to you. So you can get two pieces of information instead of having to wait, you'll get them at the same time. And I'll show you how that works. Um, I'll, I'll share my screen. I'm going to do demonstrations for about 30 minutes or so. Uh, if you would hold your questions, um, at the end of that 30 minutes, we'll kind of stop on the demonstration. We'll open it up for questions, and we can review some of the things that I did. Or if you want to take it down uh, a little further and go into another area, we can consider that as well. What I would like you to do, and I, and I will try and uh, go along as slowly as I can as I'm doing the demonstration part. I will give you the keystrokes. You may not want to do it as we're doing this live, but rather uh, you could come back and listen to this recording. They'll have it posted, and uh, Larry will share that information with us where you can get it. And so you could go back and listen to the recording 
at your leisure and try it there. But I think for the most part, most of these things you'll get a handle on pretty quick. Now, if you are on a computer and you're running JAWS uh, 2022 version. This is the current release. The last one that we put out was an update in December. I hope you got that. There'll be another update coming in February around the third week. So watch for that one. But if you are running that 2022 version, there was a feature in this new release called sound splitting where you could send JAWS to one side of your headphones while you're listening to a Zoom meeting and have the Zoom call on the other side. So, for instance, if you're running uh, JAWS right now in the background and you've got this Zoom meeting open and you're listening to me and we're both JAWS and my voice are coming out of both speakers uh, or both sides of your headset, it can become difficult to try and listen. If JAWS starts to talk, it'll stomp on me or I'm stomping on JAWS and it's hard to listen to it. If you would like to try and split that, hopefully you found this new feature. And if you haven't, you can try this at any time. I'll give you the keystroke. You wanna hold down, uh, oh, let me share my screen first so I get my audio coming across. I should be projecting now. Full speech. And you should be able to hear speech. Penny, could you confirm that you heard that? Yes. Or Larry? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, good. good. So if you wanted to split your audio, here's how you do it. And actually, this is where our first sound comes in. If I hold down my JAWS key, mine is the insert key. I'm on a desktop keyboard. I hold down the insert key and I tap space bar. Space. And we, we hear my typing echo is set to character. So we heard the space. We also heard a sound play. If I hit escape. Escape. I've turned it back off. I can do it again. Space. There it is. So that is the sound for a layered level of JAWS, keyboard input. This gives us the ability to have access to a lot more keystrokes to do different options in JAWS without having to take off your shoes and socks and use your toes on your keyboard too. You know, too many keystrokes, it gets crazy. So if we go into this layer while we're here, we can do things. Now, we're talking about splitting the audio, and that's got to do with voice and volume. So the first letter you do after the insert space is the letter V, as in voice. V, volume. And that takes us into the volume layer. Now, the next thing we want to do is split the balance, and we tied that to balance, the word balance. So B. B, balance. And the next thing you want to do is either a left or a right arrow, and it will send JAWS to the left side, the left channel, or the right channel, depending on which one you press. And at that point, any other program running on your computer that makes sounds will come out of one side, JAWS will come out of the other. This will stay in place until um, one of two things, either or one of three things, actually. either you restart JAWS or reboot your computer, which in, in essence is restarting JAWS. It sets it back. Or you can do the same keystrokes, insert, space, V, B for balance, and then up arrow rebalances everything. 
So if you are listening on a computer and you've got JAWS running, give that a try. This might be a little easier, and then you can follow along as we go. Now, I just hit escape to drop out of the layer. It's because I'm not going to change mine. I'm going to leave it just the way it is for now. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Microsoft uh, Word, I think. We'll go into a Microsoft Word. And I is that speech rate too fast? I hope you enjoy and take advantage of these solutions. In the no, no, I don't think so. Especially when reading some of the same information repeatedly each day. Okay. So I thought the first place we would start is with dictionary rules. And I'm going to show you a couple of different ways to do dictionary rules, one with replacing some specific text with other text or replacing some text with sounds, which might be useful as well. Now, the reason you might want to replace text with other text could be a couple of different reasons. Uh, either it's mispronouncing whatever it is, and oftentimes people's names don't get pronounced right. Uh, I think it mispronounced my name, and years ago I put a default dictionary rule into JAWS so it would get my name right. And you can do this uh, in your own user settings. So if you create any of these dictionary rules, they get stored in your user settings, and next year when you install the new version, it'll automatically bring those in, so they'll always be there. And you could even export them and import them to another computer. But I think dictionary rules make a lot of good sense. So I'm going to move down. I wrote a line of text here. JAWS for Windows version 2022 is my screen reader of choice. It sure would be nice to shorten that name up a bit. So I was thinking about this, and I thought JAWS for Windows version 2022. That's quite a few syllables. That's a, that's a big mouthful. Now, this is a phrase that I have to read pretty regularly. I mean, it's written up all over the place. I have it with between documents and uh, different, you know, things going on within the business here. Uh, I am always reading that phrase. In fact, I might even be reading the same phrase with version 2021 and 2020 itself. And in the fact that I have to listen to it, say JAWS for Windows version 20 before I get to the important piece of information, which is 2022 or 2021, um, that, that's a lot of information to listen to. So I'd like to shorten that up. And that's what I'm going to first do is I'm going to create a dictionary rule to change JAWS for Windows version 2022 to be something easier for me to uh, get through. And, and when so you get a second, I had a text from somebody asking if you bring JAWS up just a little bit. They're having a little trouble here. Ah, yeah. Space. V, volume. I hope you enjoy and take a page up. Page up. I hope you enjoy and take advantage of these solutions in the JAWS dictionary to improve your speed. I hope you uh, that's not getting much louder, is it? I think i got to bring all my volume down. And... Yeah, a little bit. It's a little better. Is it? I okay. think it's fine, but there are some okay. where I'm Okay, let's see if we can get through it. I'll try and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm back on JAWS for Windows. I'm at the beginning, and I'm going to select the whole phrase that I want to interact with. JAWS selected, four selected, Windows selected, version selected, 2022 selected, space unselected. I got rid of the space. So I just got that text, and I used Control-Shift 
and the right arrow to select a word at a time, and then shift left arrow to get rid of that space it selects after the last word. So now I've got that phrase selected, and I want to create a dictionary rule to teach JAWS to say something else whenever it encounters that exact phrase. So the next keystroke I'm going to do is insert D for dictionary. That's a JAWS command to bring up the dictionary manager. Press control plus shift plus D to modify the default dictionary file. Otherwise, changes will affect only the current application. Word.jdf JAWS dictionary manager. Add dot 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 button. Now, this is going to create a rule just in Word. I probably would want to create this rule in my default file because this could be Outlook or Notepad or Word or who knows. It could be any application. And I probably want to have this rule global. So I would just make this a default rule. But for the purposes of the demonstration, I'm going to leave it on Word JDF. It said it was a Word JDF, which is JAWS Dictionary Manager or JAWS Dictionary File. That's that extension. And I'm sitting on add dot 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 button. the add button, and I'm going to add a rule right here. Enter add dictionary definition dialog. Actual word edit JAWS for Windows version 2022. So because I had selected the text, I don't have to retype it or paste it in here. It just automatically sucks it in. If I didn't select any text, but I was sitting on a word, it would bring whatever the word was I was sitting on. And that's why I wanted to get the whole phrase here. So I brought it all in. Replacement word, edit. I tabbed ahead one time to replacement word. Now, this is where you want to think about, well, what do you want to call it? Uh, I could do JFW. I could just do JAWS. I think I want to have fewer syllables. So I'm going to say JWS. JAWS. Space. And I'm going to say two, two. 22. Because that's enough for me. That'll that that'll tell me that this is JAWS 2022, and I'll know it's really written out as JAWS for Windows version 2022 because nobody writes JAWS 2020. Uh, excuse me, nobody writes it as JAWS 22. They always write 2022. I'm trying to get rid of syllables. All right, so that's all I have to do, and I press Enter. Enter. Add dot 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 button. And it's in, and I can uh, save it. Alt F4. And now I went up arrow, and when I come back down, I'm going to land on JAWS for Windows version 2022 is my screen reader of choice, and let's see how it reads. JAWS 22 is my screen reader of choice. It sure would be nice to shorten that name up a bit. So I got rid of a whole lot of syllables there and made that much more efficient. If you have something that you do at work, think about this when you go back to work, uh, of all the different things that you end up having to read every day. I mean, there's some name, maybe the name of your organization. It could be uh, a prescription. Let's say it's, let's say you were a medical transcriptionist. You would want to use this dictionary to speed up the process. There's no reason to have to hear those long phrases. It's kind of like shorthand, giving yourself some shorthand. Now, let's look at another possibility here. I'm going to move down a line. Considering the number of syllables in the term ACB Communities Presentation, maybe we should look for a substitute for that phrase. Okay, so ACB Communities Presentation is a term that I know shows up in a lot of these emails. Uh, 
number of in the term so ACB. I'm going to move over to that and I'm going to select it. ACB selected, communities selected, presentation selected. And I'm going to bring up the dictionary manager. Word.jdf JAWS dictionary manager. Add and I'm going to add a rule. Enter add dictionary definition dialog. Actual word edit ACB communities presentation. Replacement word edit. Now this time, I don't want to replace it with text. I want to replace it with a sound. But remember this. If you're going to do it, when you get to replacement word, press the spacebar one time. Space. Put something there. You have to have something in it. Sound. Read only edit. None. And then tab ahead. There's no sound selected. Select sound dot 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 button. But I'm going to select a sound. Space. Add dictionary definition dialog. Open sound dialog. List view. And we can pick any sound we want. We have a whole lot of sounds that we've included. You can create your own sounds or find sounds and bring them in. Um, there's a whole lot of different sounds in here. Some are much more annoying than others. Buzzer free. Um, Buzzer. I think I'll just pick. Let's see. I want to pick something that I know will make a sound. All right. I know this one will be loud enough. You'll be able to hear it. Enter. Word.jdf. JAWS dictionary manager. Add dictionary definition dialog. Play sound button. Space. Space. So there's the sound. So whenever I hear, whenever I run across that text, instead of it speaking the text, it'll just say this. It'll play the sound. Apply to language combo box. All case. Okay. All right. Cancel button. Okay, button enter. Add dot 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 button. All right, Control now Alt F4 four. out of the dictionary. I'll up arrow and I'll down arrow, and we'll hear that whole line again. Considering the number of syllables in the term, maybe we should look for a substitute for that phrase. So we eliminated that, and notice the sound played exactly where the text was written. And if we move to the text, colon, term colon ACB, it's there. C B C O and I can read through it, a letter or word at a time. So you can still read it, but when you do a say line or a say all, as it runs across that text, as it all appears exactly as I had it written here, it'll play just the sound. So you can use replacement terms or replacement sounds in the dictionary manager. If you haven't tried those, try it out. I think it's a lot of fun. And I think once you get the hang of it, you'll see that it really does speed up your ability to get through information, especially stuff that you repeat over and over and over again each day. Okay, the next thing I wanted to show you was uh, also using the dictionary manager, and I'm going to do it in Outlook this time. So I've created a folder that has three messages in it. The first one has been read. The second one has not been read. The third one hasn't been read either. And the third one has an attachment. So the first message. Eric Damery, another message. And this one I will have opened already. 21 slash 20 slash 20, 22, 217 p.m. 119 KB, one of three. That's how it would read whenever I move to it. And now I'll just down arrow and let's just listen to how we read by default. Unread, Eric Damery, sample email without anything included, 21 slash 20 slash 20, 22, 13 p.m., 117 KB. So I'm having to hear unread there. Unread, attachment, Eric Damery, test message to demo sounds, 21 slash 20 slash 20, 22, 12 p.m., 135 KB. And this one was also unread, and then it had to say the word attachment, and then it said who sent it, and then it read the subject line. It's all coming to me in serial. Now, 
There's a feature in the quick settings dialog that allows you to disable that unread or uh, read status of a message. And you might want to uh, disable that unread. If you have like a folder where, let's say, you get list serve messages keep getting sent into this one folder. And every once in a while, you go to the folder to read the messages. Every one of them are unread. And the last thing you want to have to hear is the word unread at the beginning of every one of them. You might just turn off um, in JAWS under insert V the phrase unread. If you search for unread, you'd find it. But I'll, fi- I'll show you a different way here. Unread. I'm going to move back up to the top. And I'm going to go into the dictionary manager and I'm going to create two rules. I'll show you as we get there. So I just go into the dictionary manager. And this is going to be a rule that is going to be an Outlook JCF rule. I, would, I don't want this to apply anywhere else. So I leave it on Outlook JCF. I press enter to add. Enter, add dictionary definition dialog, actual word, edit. And the first word I'm going to uh, do something about is unread. U-N-R-E-A-D. And I think I'll pick a sound for that. Replacement word, edit. So the first thing is put a space here. Space. For replacement word. And then sound. select, select sound. a sound. Add dictionary definition dialogue. And we'll do click. Click's a good sound here. So I'll use the word click. If it's an unread message, I'm going to hear a click. Enter outlook.jdf JAWS dictionary manager. And now I'm going to shift tab back up. Replacement word. Actual word. Edit. Unread. And I'm going to put in the word attachment. A-T-T-A-C-H-M-E-N-E. Now, you're going to have to remember that if the word attachment is written into an email message, you're going to be hearing the sound in the email message, too, if you do this. But I kind of get used to it. I don't mind. So. Replacement word, edit, space. Put in my space. Sound, select sound, dot enter, add select a sound. Dialog. Open sound dialog. And you'll go through your sound list. Let Number me three. see what I can pick. Run, what would be good? They put a lot of crazy sounds in. HD Flintstone 2, 8502. Uh, MSN Python 99029. Unread. Eric Damory. Sample email without any. Eric Damory. And it didn't apply the rule. So what did I do wrong? Let me try the attachment one. Unread. Unread. Space. Eric Damory. Test message to demo. That one worked. So what I did wrong was I couldn't apply both rules at the same time. So I applied one and then I went back and applied the other. So let me go back and fix that real quick. Bear with me. Outlook.jdf. JAWS dictionary. Enter. Add dictionary. Definition. Dialogue. U-N-R-E-A-D. Replace space sound read up select sound dot space add dictionary definition dialog open C camera C camera shutter click two thirty four click click thirty two enter outlook dot jdf jaws place out up case sensitive okay enter add dot 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 button control S alt F four okay I'm back one more time I'm going to press down arrow to our message without the attachment space Eric Emery sample email without anything included two one slash twenty slash twenty 
Now, notice, I'll do it one more time. Yeah. Listen carefully. Notice the sound is playing as it's reading Eric Damory. Space, Eric Damory, sample email without anything included. Through one slash uh, so it's saying the word space, too. I got to get rid of that. That's, that's annoying. Um, but I think I'll do that later. I, 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 can, I can disable the character space from ever speaking and manage key labels. And that's one I would want to turn off. I'm going to down arrow one more time. Space, space, Eric Damory, test message to demo sounds, 21 slash 20 slash 20, 22 12 p.m., 135 kb. And that darn rule actually has two spaces in it. So that's kind of annoying. <laughs> I'd want to get rid of that too, but I, I'll, I will clean that up later. I apologize. I, when I did this the first time, I did a test and I didn't run into these cases. So, but you get the idea. The sounds eliminate me having to hear unread and eliminate me having to hear attachment. And I can get right to my message a little bit quicker. So you may find that useful. Again, experiment with it and uh, see what you think. And lastly, I want to show you um, I want to show you something in JAWS itself. Oh, before I do the, the JAWS UI one, let me do one for um, our voice feature in JAWS. So if you go into JAWS under utilities, you have voice assistant. Enter. Top to JAWS insert plus alt. An invoice assistant under settings. settings dot, dot, dot. Enter. Leaving menus. Voice assistant settings dialog. Enable voice assistant checkbox checked. You'll find. Do not listen for wake word checkbox checked. That by default, yours listens to the wake word. Space not checked. Uh, Space checked. I don't listen for the wake word because I tend to use the keystroke to bring it up. It's faster. Enable voice assistant sounds checkbox checked. But it also plays this sound, and you can turn it off right there. And I normally turn the sound off as well, and I'll show you why. And this is where you turn it off. So before we turn it off, we'll go back and we'll do voice assistant first. Um, I'll ask it to tell me what time it is. So because I don't use the wake word, I use the insert key, the JAWS key with the alt key, both depressed at the same time, and I tap the space bar. And I hear that sound, which is the sound to bring up the voice assistant. What time is it? Now, it should have failed Escape. by now, and it never did. Sample.demosounds.docsword. There, it finally did. 3.26 p.m. Ah, that actually read me the time. I'm going to try it one more time. As soon as the sound comes up, I'll say, what time is it? What time is it? 3.27 p.m. But the problem is I have to hear the sound as it comes up, and then I have to hear the sound before it tells me what time it is. So I'm going to go into my settings again for voice assistant, turn off the sounds, and try that one more time, and you'll see the difference. JAWS context menu, option, utilities, enter, voice assistant, submenu, enter, top to JAWS, insert, plus, settings, dot, 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 enter, leaving menus, voice assistant, settings, dial, do not listen, enable voice assistant, space, not checked. So I turned off enable voice assistant sounds, enter, and now I'll do the insert, alt, space bar, and then I'll say what time is it, and it'll give us the answer. So I'm pressing the keystroke now. What time is it? 3.27 p.m. 
So I don't need those sounds. It's pretty consistent. Let's ask it to tell us a joke. I'll do the keystroke. Tell me a joke. Really, you want a joke from a shark called Jaws? <laughs> okay, so that's a little bit about how getting rid of the sounds. Once you get used to them, sometimes you want to get rid of them because they can be they can slow you down too in some cases, and that was an example. Now, I'm going to go to a dialog box in JAWS. This is a, a little more advanced sound feature called Speech and Sounds Manager and Sound Schemes. And uh, I've created a sound scheme already. This session, I'm not going to walk through the process of doing it, but I'll show you why you might want to do it. So the first thing is I'll go to the JAWS window, go to options, Enter, basic, dot, dot, dot. Enter, contact menu, menu bar, basic settings, dialogue, tutor messages, announce menu and control, help radio button checked, two or three to change. This is a dialogue box that we've all been in if we use JAWS. I'll tab ahead. Access key off radio button checked, one to four to change the selection, press up or down arrow. So we're hearing um, tutor messages now. I'm going to turn off the tutor, tutor message. message. Tutor messages turn off. Now I'm going to tab ahead again. Access key off radio button checked, one to four. So we heard access key, which is the prompt, radio button, which is the type of control, off, which is the item with focus, and the fact that it's checked. We're actually getting like four different pieces of information there. And it's all coming to us in serial, so we have to wait to find out that that's checked. And it's more apparent on checkboxes. So let's move forward. Automatically start JAWS dot 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 button. So automatically start JAWS dot, dot, dot. And then we found out that this is a button. It's a button control. I'm going to tab ahead to a checkbox now. Prompt to confirm when exiting JAWS checkbox not checked. So prompt to confirm when exiting JAWS is the prompt. Uh, checkbox is the type of control. And unchecked was the state. We heard that last. That might be pretty important information, but we're having to wait till the very end to hear it. So now I'm going to bring up select the scheme dialog list one list two classic eight of twenty two. Um, there's various sound schemes, and I got to this dialog using insert and alt jaws and alt at the same time, and I press the letter S. This is the select a scheme dialog. Now I have a scheme that I made to demonstrate something to you here in this window that's not in your list, but if you made a sound scheme and uh, our training department could point you in a direction. You can learn how to make these. Uh, this is how they work. So I'm going to go to sample sounds. Sample sounds for JAWS dialogs, two of 22. Switch to scheme sample sounds for JAWS. Now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to shift tab back and I'm going to move to a button. Automatically start JAWS dot, dot, dot button. Remember, listen to how it reads now. Automatically start JAWS dot, dot, dot. So we heard a pop. As soon as we landed on it, we'll know it's a button. I'll tab forward. Prompt to confirm when exiting JAWS. Prompt to confirm when exiting JAWS. And it was a little pin click at the beginning, which is the sound that I use to tell me it's not checked. If I tab forward, the next checkbox is a checked checkbox to listen to the difference and how we get it. Automatic notification of updates. And I'll do the, the next two or both checkboxes that are checked. Run JAWS from system three. Show virtual viewer on screen. 
So notice the sound is coming immediately as I land on the checkbox. I am able to process the sound and hear the text at the same time. And I never have to hear it say checkbox or checked because I'm already getting that information. I, I know what it is. I know what it is because of the sound it made to indicate something. Now, it could have been a radio button because radio buttons are checked too. Let's go back. Run JAWS from System 3. Automatic notification of updates. Prompt to confirm when exiting JAWS. Automatically start JAWS. Now, when I shift tab one more time, I'm going to be on a group of radio buttons that will be checked. And notice how we know it's radio buttons. Access key off, one to four. So we heard access key off was checked. One of four means that has to be radio buttons. So now I can just arrow down. Access key speak all, two of four. All. Access key speak menus only, three of four. And it brings the check mark with it when you arrow. Okay, so that's a little bit about sounds in a dialogue, and that's using the speech and sounds manager. This gets kind of advanced, but if you have an application that you're working in all the time, I highly recommend you try this. You can even do this on things like elements on web pages. Instead of hearing the word link, you might want to hear a click happen whenever you read text that was a link. So it doesn't interrupt the flow of reading by saying link. It'll just play a sound that's much more efficient. So give that a try. Uh, let me think if I had anything else here. I didn't have any others on my list, so I think that's a pretty good place. I will show you one more, though, now that I'm thinking about Escape. it. I'm going to go back to Microsoft Word. I'm going to go to the uh, bottom, bottom of file. Land. and let's type something in. I'm, I'm running Office 365. T-H-I-S space. I'm going to misspell the word test as I type. T-E-S-S-S-S-T. And now I hit the space bar. Space. And we heard a sound. That is a sound generated by JAWS because the word that we just typed, when we hit the space bar, a red squiggly line was written underneath it to indicate a misspelling. So let's keep moving forward. O F space H O W space T H E space S P E L L L L L space C A E C K E R space O R K S period enter. This is a misspelled test of how the misspelled spell checker works. Okay, so I misspelled two words, and we heard that we misspelled them as we were typing. Now I'm going to move back to the end of my sentence. End land. And I'm going to move backwards a word at a time. Period. Works. Checker. Misspelled spell. And when we landed on this one, we heard it say misspelled spell. Now I'm going to arrow through the word to correct it. Misspelled. There's a, there's a couple of ways to do this, and we're going to do it this way first. E. L. 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 Space. Too many L's, right? So I'm going to back up. Misspelled. L. 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 L, L, two L's, and I'll delete the rest. Misspelled L, misspelled L, space. And when I hit the last delete to get rid of the last L, at that point, the red squiggly disappeared, and Jaws popped that sound for me. So I know I did just finish correcting that word. We'll go back and try it on test. How of misspelled test. Now on test, 
Let's do a shift F10. Shift F10. Menu. Looking for suggestions. Dot, dot, dot. Unavailable. Leaving menus. Test. Test. Similar to examination. Tryout. Trial split button. So that's the word we were looking for. I can just press enter. So Microsoft has provided us this word as a suggestion. Enter. Sample. Dot, the demo sounds. Dot, dot, word. And when I pressed enter and it replaced the misspelled word with the correct word, the red squiggly went away and JAWS played me that sound to give me that indication that this happened. Now, before we did this stuff, Microsoft had put things in where it was going to be saying things like correction, you know, spelling correction made or something. It was just too much text. We didn't need to hear it. This is a good place for sounds, and that's exactly what we implemented, uh, and they work quite well. So I hope you take advantage of them. If you've been hearing that stuff as you're typing in Word, that's what it is. You can turn off in Word the ability to have these indications as you type come up or even auto corrections done you can turn some of that stuff off if it really does annoy you but you get used to it um i do at least and i hope you've tried and i hope you've gotten used to it and maybe you've been hearing it and you never knew what it was well that's an explanation so with that i will stop sharing my screen i'll cease demonstrating and we'll uh, open it up for questions All right, so uh, I don't know if I can, uh, I know Jean-Marie Moore has a hand up. I don't know if I can uh, allow people to start talking. Penny, you might need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Jean-Marie, you can talk. Hello. Hi. <clears throat> I think this is really excellent. This is so exciting. I didn't know this existed, and I'm really into this concept. What I want to say is I think it's also available in Outlook. Um, yes. Yes. The thing that so I just... so great. Yep. yep. The spelling things that I just did will happen whether you're in Word or Outlook. Right. That yeah. And, and, you know, these are... I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you chimed in and said something. These are features that have been in JAWS for quite some time. The dictionary stuff has probably been there for 15 years. And, you know, few people, uh, there's a lot of features like this in JAWS and few people really get in and experiment with it, but it is helpful. And the more you use your computer and the more you start to use these things, you'll never want to be without them. And now, because new versions, when they come out, like next year, it just automatically adopts all those settings. So anything you've created will be saved and it'll keep working for you in the next version. Wow. Now, I should probably also show you, what if you go in and start doing this and you mess it all up and you just want to get rid of it? How to do that? Let's, uh, let's go through that process. I'm going to share my screen again if, if we can. So hold on, Donna's got her hand up. Hold on. So let's see. This is important because as you go in and experiment around, you're going to want to start over again. This, some of this is practice. So we created rules in Outlook, and we created rules in Word, dictionary rules. Let's get rid of those first. So the, the, there's probably many ways of doing it, but I find this to be the easiest for me to remember, if you can remember the word utility. Uh, you can actually get to this from the JAWS 
utility folder as well. But I just go to the start menu, go to the search box edit, start menu, and type in utilities JAWS 2022 app. Press right to switch. That's what I'm looking for. Utilities JAWS 2022. Now, if you have 2021 and 2022 installed, you'll find a folder for both. Make sure you get the 2022 folder. And then press enter, and you'll go to Windows Explorer. Enter. And while you're in here, viewer, one of 17. there's 17 items. You're looking for the third thing down. Explore error reports, two of 17. Explore my settings, three of 17. Explore my settings. These are your settings that you've created. Enter. Menu, items view, multi-select list box, not selected, command search, one slash 20 slash 20, 22, 19 p.m. file folder, one of 18. Um, <clears throat> so I get into this, and I created something in Word. So I'm going to hit a W. W. And hmm. items view, multi-select W, word.jdf, 16 of 18. <clears throat> word.jdf, remember, JAWS dictionary file. So that's what this is. So I'm going to delete it. Not selected Outlook.jdf, 16 of 17. And let's see, I created an Outlook JDF file. Zoom so X Outlook settings, sample sound, quick settings, Outlook.jdf, 12 of 17. I'll delete that. Not selected quick settings, .is, 12 of 16. And I'm done. Now, if I Alt F4, Alt F4, utilities, items, view, multi select, Alt F4 out of there. Sample and I'm back in my sample doc. I'll move back up to. Um, <clears throat> the line where we put the sound in for ACB communities. Blank. Blank. Considering the number of syllables in the term ACB communities presentation, maybe we should look for a substitute for that phrase. So that dictionary rule is gone. And up above. JAWS for Windows version 2022 is my screen reader of choice. It sure that dictionary nice rule is gone as well. And if I happen to go to my inbox, I would notice that the sounds for the attachment and for unread, it would be gone as well. And I can start over again and try it one more time. So if you mess it up, it's really easy to go and get rid of it and start over. All right, I'll stop sharing. All right, Penny, maybe we can get Donna. Oh, great. And thank you, Eric, for another great presentation. I have a question concerning that space that we heard when when we had when you had to put the space in for the mm -hmm. for the attachment and because I'd really like to, to take out unread or an, an attachment. So um, you mentioned something, you referred to key labels. Is that what I would have to do is go into key labels to take out? I the don't, I, I am not sure. I'm going to have to go in and experiment with more with that to get the answer. Because uh, I can't recall. I'm sure there's a way of getting rid of that space. But we but definitely I, have to put a space in the part you, where it says you, you replacement to, word. Yep. You have to enter something there, I believe, in order to get a sound to play. Yes. To get a sound. Okay. Okay, so um, I could always um, write in later if, um, like, in about a month or something, and see if there's if I'm not able to get it. To write to write to training because I bet they even have the answer for you now. But you okay. could write write to the training at thesparrow.com, explain that you were listening to this and you want to know if there's a way to not have the the letter space also echoed because it shouldn't have to be. Right, and, and yeah, I just have to I way. just have to delve into this and, and figure out why, because uh, I don't remember I don't remember this before when I did it. So okay. something may, something must have just changed. Larry Johnson, you can unmute. I, I think all you would have to do would be to turn echo off. 
on character. And that should quiet the space bar, shouldn't it? it? You know, I think you're probably right because I think you're absolutely right. Um, and when I, I normally don't run with character echo, but I do in demonstrations because it helps. Uh, I'm usually running in word echo and I don't remember hearing the space before. So I think that's exactly right. That's okay. a good thought. Larry, have you done any of these in the past? No, I have not. It looks like it'd be fun, though. It is. I think you're going to find that you're going to find words that are mispronounced. You're going to find phrases that you would just like to have shortened. Well, and once you, once you start doing it, you'll you'll be thrilled. So, do you hear the different sounds as you're uh, arrowing down? Is that how you can tell what they sound like? You mean to get access to hear what the sounds are? Yeah. Uh, so when you're before you select the one that you want, as you arrow down, does it play the sound? It does not. But if you press enter on the sound, I think. Let's see. I think it applies it. Um, I've gotten familiar with the sounds because when I do it in Speech and Sounds Manager, when I apply them there, there's always a sample way of playing them, and I think there may be a sample way to play them. In in the dictionary manager, I, I can't recall, but okay. uh, yeah. you'll just have to experiment with some of them. There's plenty of sounds in there that I would never pick. The engineers that had created these a long time ago didn't realize that we don't want something that's loud and obnoxious, and we don't want something that's long. We want something that's subtle and short, uh, and that's usually good enough, so... You'll see. And that's why when we've done some of these things more recently, even the insert space bar to go to layered mode, I went in and had uh, somebody create that sound special because the, I didn't really see anything in there that I liked that we had. And I wanted something nice and short and simple. So you'll okay. see. Some of them are better than others. Thank you. Yep. There are no other hands raised. So let me talk about another feature that just came out in JAWS. Um, if you use a Braille display, you'll like this. If you don't use a Braille display, you might know somebody that does. And you can share this with them because it's so simple for them to try. And they're going to love this feature. Now, on a Windows computer, when a sighted person is running that computer, in the lower right-hand corner, way down on the far end of the system tray, is the clock, shows the time, and it shows the date. And I can tell you right now, as a sighted individual, uh, I'm someone who is constantly having to keep track of the time, and I'm watching the time right there. Um, you obviously with speech always have the ability with insert F11 to have the time read to you. Is it insert F11? I think it's insert F11. Uh, I hope if it isn't, it was insert, insert F12. F12. But 12. It's 12, yeah. F12. That's right. F11 is assistant tray. See, see, I don't use insert F12 anymore because I use the, the yeah. voice assistant right. if, I'm, if I'm wanting to have it spoken. But uh, you can do it with a keystroke. You can do it with the voice assistant. But if you have a Braille display, uh, 
we set something up now that uh, on each one of these Braille displays on the left-hand side, you're going to find four status cells over there. And then there's a blank cell, and then the regular cells start. And this is true on most displays, certainly on the focus um, displays, you'll find it that way. And if you move over to the status cells and directly above the status cells, click one of the cursor routing buttons, the status cells switch from status cells to showing you what time it is. So it shows you the clock right there, it flashes it up, stays for five seconds, and then goes back to the status cells. So at any time with a Braille display, you can go over and see what time it is. So if you're listening now and you have a Braille display and you've got JAWS 2022 December update running, just reach over and click the status cells above or the cursor router above the status cells and you'll see the clock appear. Now, it shows you hour and minute by default. And I believe it shows in a 24, uh, in a 12 hour clock. But if you would like to make some adjustments to this, there's a couple of you, things you can change. You can change it to a 24 hour clock, or you can change the clock to show you minutes and seconds rather than hours and minutes. And the reason you might want minutes and seconds is if you were doing recordings or you were doing a presentation and you had to stop at a particular moment in time and you had to stop right at the top of the hour uh, down to the second, then having minutes and seconds displayed on your status cells would be good. And you might actually want that to stay on your display during your presentation so you can actually turn it on. If you go to the settings center, you can search for clock, and you can search for time. Uh, I, the, both the settings will be in the same area there. And one of them does the uh, show me minutes and seconds. One of them, there's a setting there to say always stay on the clock. So it'll stay up all the time. And then uh, one of them allows you to change it to a 24-hour versus a 12-hour clock. So that was a new feature that came out recently. And if you do have a Braille display, I think you really appreciate that one. Rabuda has her hand raised. I am curious. Once you get these nifty sound and word um, substitutions for a phrase, how do you check if you can't remember exactly what the phrase is? So if you move to the location where the phrase is, where the sound appeared, you can move through the phrase a word or character at a time. So it'll still be on screen and you can move through it with the cursor and, okay. and read that text, okay? Makes sense, yep, okay, and, thanks. And at any time, you can do an insert D to bring up the dictionary manager and you can go in and review the rules. The rules that you've written will be in that list. So you'll just down arrow and you'll find your rules that you've created in that list. Okay. We'll be at ATIA next week. If anyone is going to be in the Orlando area on the 27th, a week from today, uh, January 27th, um, I will be at the ATIA convention. I know Matt Ader is going to be there, Bill Kilroy, and we'll have quite a few other people from Vespero. 
The exhibit hall is free. So if you are in Orlando, go to the Royal Carib Hotel and you can get into the exhibit hall of ATIA. It's a great convention. And then in March, um, we will be out at CSUN and Anaheim. So look forward to seeing folks there too. Merida has her hand raised. You can speak. So Eric, did you tell mm-hmm. the I had to step away for a while so I don't know if you said this or not. I told but, him you were I told him everything about oh, you. Geez. No. Listen. <laughs> Come on. So <laughs> in Braille, though the dictionary only covers voice. A few of us somebody asked me and said, Well, I don't want to hear unread or read on Outlook, but I want to see it in Braille. So I kind of um I did what you did in a way. In other words, I set it up so that it just, there was just a space there. I should have set up the sound, but I didn't. But what you can see, the phrase will be there in Braille. So if you're reading Braille, you're going to see the whole phrase. So you'll hear the sound, but you'll see the whole yes. sound, the phrase. Yes, exactly. Yep. Or when you did like your, you know, your JAWS 22, mm-hmm. if you looked at it on the Braille display, the original thing would be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. That, that is my comment. Thanks, Myrna. Stay warm up there in New York. (laughs) Larry Johnson. Yeah, Eric, would you explain again where you go in settings to change the clock uh, uh, up there on your display? Which settings are you talking about? JAWS settings? Yeah, so if you go to Settings Center, insert uh, F2, and you can pick Settings Center out of the list. And then I suggest you open up the default file. Control-Shift-D will load the default file. Okay. And then if you type in CLO, you'll, oh. you can down arrow, and it'll land on display clock uh, time and status cells. And if you press enter on that, you can then right arrow. And you'll find all of the options underneath it. So excellent, excellent. All right, you'll find show time and status cells, twenty-four hour format, and you'll find time format. Whether you're going to have hours, minutes, minutes, seconds. That's going to be very helpful. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Jane Marie. You speak. Since you said we could ask other questions, you've worked with me before and it's been very successful. The thing that is happening and is um, is that when I delete a message, if I'm like reading an email and I delete the message, um, it doesn't delete. It repeats the message that I deleted before I can get to my next message. I don't know if, know if that makes sense, but... It so, kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> so, so let me let me just make sure I understand the process you're going through. You're in the inbox. I'm in Outlook. You're on your inbox. You're on a message. You press enter to open the message. I read the message. You read I the message. You hit escape. Escape. Yes, and then I delete it. And then you hit it, delete. Right. And and, and it, it speaks the message that was deleted. Yes. Does it speak the message or it reads that subject line again? It tries to read what was just there. Um, it, you know what I mean? Is it trying to yeah, read it's, the message? No it, no, it just reads the message that I, before like I opened it. Like it was still in the inbox. Right. Yeah. I don't That's know. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And what outlook are you running? 
you know what version? Probably, I don't know. I'm I'm in three sixty five. So you are Outlook three sixty five. Okay, so you're all up to date. And Windows ten is all up to date and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you this is one you want to call support when you can be on the phone with them. Yeah. And absolutely. have have them go through it. That's exactly what they're running. So I'm sure they can sort that out with you. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Good luck. Oh yeah. That was the last hand raise. Okay. Well, again, thanks everyone for joining me today. I hope this was helpful. I am going to be back the third week in February. I don't recall exactly what that topic is going to be, uh, but I think it's been selected. But it'll be. Well, I'll put some. I'll put some time in and prepare for it. And hopefully, have an interesting conversation with everybody again. So, thanks so much for joining. Thanks, Eric. Yep. Thanks, Penny. Thank you.